All right. We have a lot of farewells today, Mike. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Dark Winged Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and... Anyone else smell a catastrophe coming? <laughs> oh, man, Mike. Uh, this is kind of a sad episode, but it's funny. Yeah. Uh, man, it's our penultimate Darkwing Duck episode. Yeah, Second man. to last. Yeah, second to last. Uh, it's a, it's to me, it's a good, it's a good episode. I really enjoyed it, but oh man, for podcasting purposes, it's a sad thing at the end, man, for us, you know. We have a lot of characters to say goodbye to this week. Yeah, man. Uh, how's the, how are you and the family doing, man? We are all great. Um, you know, it's been a little crazy September. I mean, when we're recording, it's obviously it's September, mm-hmm. but you know, my daughter's back at school, my wife's back at school too. Things were a little crazy, but. We got my daughter in um, jazz and hip hop. She's uh, in a jazz hip hop class. Hey. Um, she didn't want to do it. She wanted to do ballet, but we were like, do something different. You'll like this. So now she's doing jazz and hip hop. So that's nice. Um, she's also taking swimming lessons too. So she's been busy. Okay. Her, religion, her religion classes start this week too. So we have a lot going on. So we keep it much. I feel much busier now in the summer. I was very, the summer seemed very slow, but things mm-hmm. are like picking up. Okay. So things have been good. Okay. How about well, you? I got a little bit of a break. I've been watching football. You know, I had those three cons, but I got one more con to go, man. Which one is this? It's in two more weeks. It's called the, it's actually, it's two conventions into one. One side of it is the My Hero Convention, My Hero Academia. Academia, honestly. yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, called the Alabama Convention. So it has like uh, three voice actors from Ninja Turtles. It has Sting. And which uh, one's from Ninja Turtles? uh leonardo from the live action oh okay. uh, brian tochi or something okay so so not the original cartoon well the april o'neill is from the original cartoon and april o'neill from the uh first ninja turtles live action both aprils will oh, be there okay that's cool the meeting yeah. of the aprils yeah judith hogue and i, I yeah. can't remember the animated one yeah i don't there. remember either i don't remember that yeah and then a few walking dead actors okay. um uh, uh, Shredder from Ninja Turtles 2, not Ninja Turtles 1. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. he, he'll be there. Um, I can't remember. Uh, it, it was nothing else that appealed to me, but those just a few. Oh, and a couple of Power Rangers. A couple of Power <laughs> the, con- Rangers. the conventions never end for you. Mm-hmm. You should start taking advantage of that, man. Applying for those media passes, man. There haven't been many in the immediate area, and it's just been hard mm-hmm. to like go away to things right now. We still haven't been doing that. There okay. hasn't been many by me. You just get really lucky. They're really concentrated by you. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, man, let's um really quick. Um, we've had the reboot come up in our group chats a little bit. Um, I've seen just... it come up. I've seen it come up on Facebook. I've seen it come up on Reddit. Mm-hmm. People are I... still talking about it. Yeah, you know, and I think a few people are kind of uh, like linked to DuckTales 2017. Yeah, there are people who really can't let that go. Yeah, you got to let it go, man. It's a whole different production crew. And uh, I always see you bring it up when the Seth Rogen thing comes up. And I, go ahead and touch well, on that. People a bit. think just because it's Seth Rogen, it's going to be bad. Like he's going to be writing it or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's Seth Rogen. So Darkwing will be smoking pot or something. It's like, no. It's just his production company. He's not writing it. He's not directing it. He's not animating it. Mm-hmm. And it's still Disney. They're mm-hmm. going to have some control over this. Yeah. So just because it's Seth Rogen, I wouldn't worry about it. 
Seth Rogen's actually doing a new, a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show for Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be concerned. And honestly, I'm happy if it doesn't have anything to do with DuckTales. I really would be. I, I don't care. Okay. And my, I, I, and my I, reasoning, my reasoning, Will, is because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody writing new Darkwing Duck having to be backed in a corner by what DuckTales did. I don't want, because when you look at DuckTales, Fowl's already been beaten. Steelbeak's already been beaten. Taurus Bulba's already been beaten. Mm-hmm. And the Fearsome Four comes from a different dimension entirely. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stuff you're going to have to deal with if you do a Darkwing reboot. Something brand new would get to be its own thing. And I kind of want that at this point. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with both. You know, I, I did like Angonis' writing. Maybe he'll just completely different universe with it. But of course, he ha- he's not going to do it. So, no. yeah, it's a whole different production crew. I don't know. I, I have no expectations right now. None whatsoever. I'm just hoping there's a new Darkwing. And I'm, I'm happy. There's literally nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That's where me and you stand right now with this reboot. Um, you seem to be fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. I just have no expectations whatsoever. I think there's going to be a lot of upset fans no matter how this turns out. You, uh, you think right away, or, or do I you think, think it will grow on them as it? Happens? I think well, maybe right. Maybe initially, like mm-hmm. the people who want it to be Ducktales will be upset if it's not, mm-hmm. and the people who don't want it to be Ducktales will be upset if it is. Okay, so kind of like have... me, kind of like me with the new DuckTales where I wanted it to be 87 and I didn't give it a chance until you kept telling me and telling me, Will, just give it a shot. And then I tried, I was like, hey, it's not that bad. It started growing on me. And some people never gave DuckTales a chance. They never did. <laughs> but, and the reason, another reason why I think this is not going to have anything to do with DuckTales, if Disney wanted more DuckTales or something in that universe, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have canceled it in the first place. Okay. And I noticed Disney's really backing away from the show entirely. All the new Scrooge merchandise that's come out has been classic Scrooge or mm-hmm. classic DuckTales. They are like are really distancing themselves from this show. Okay. And I feel like if they wanted to do Darkwing Duck as part of this continuity, they would keep that ball rolling, you know? Mm-hmm. And they haven't. So I guess we should just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, Mike, man, what episode are we talking about today, man? We down to the last two. No. I know. Wow. And this is the last one by production numbers, too. Whoa, is it? Oh, wow. It, it kind of feels like a last episode in a little bit. It does. With all the characters that are in this one, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like a goodbye, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. It feels like they're trying to say goodbye to a lot of these characters. Before we continue, um, for anybody who doesn't know what the episode title is from, like I didn't until I researched it, Malice's Restaurant is based on Alice's Restaurant, which was a a 1969 comedy starring Arlo Guthrie. I checked the plot. That has nothing to do with this episode. The plots are not related at all. So Okay, they just took the name. Just took the name. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we have our air date is Saturday, December 5th, 1992. And like I said, 91st in production order. So this is the very last one. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Our story editor is Doug Langdale. This is his last episode. And that's kind of sad because he was there from, like, the very beginning. Mm -hmm. His first episode as a writer was Getting Antsy. So that was super early. That was very early. So this is the end of him. His very last episode is Story Editor. And this is the second episode by Matt Wheats as the writer. 
he was only on Paint Misbehaving. This one is infinitely better than that episode by a long <laughs> shot. Right? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I gave that one a zero. This one's <laughs> getting much higher. Um, so this is the last, second to last episode, but with Matt Wheats and the last episode animated by Hanho. It's our last Hanho show. Okay. Actually, I think this one looks good. Yeah, I thought it looked good. I thought it was fine. Um, did anything pop out to you? I'm nothing nothing flashy, but lots of good facial expressions and character animation. Mm-hmm. Like there's some faces on Morgana that are really good. I thought some facial expression on her were pretty good too. Lots of good faces in this one. The characters are animated pretty well. Mm-hmm. Better than the last few they've done. So I like it. Okay. Nothing flashy, nothing crazy, but I like it. All right. So we ready to get into our plot? Oh, absolutely. Let's go. All right, we got two guards. One of them's playing with a yo-yo mic, and uh, they're guarding a warehouse, right? Yes, a teddy bear warehouse. By any chance, just... Do you know who they're voiced by? Any Man, chance? I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if one was Frank Welker. That that would because, be your educated because guess? He, because he is in this one. Mm-hmm. So it's possible one is Frank Welker. The okay. other one might be Charlie Adler. because That's who this, I thought was going to... He's in this one, one too. Mm-hmm. Um... Because it doesn't sound like Jim or Terry. Yeah. And, and so, what are they guarding? A teddy bear factory. Yeah, teddy or bear. a warehouse or a factory. I'm, I'm not sure I didn't catch that. Yeah. And then um, we get a villain who shows up, man. Yeah, about time. <laughs> um, Negaduck. Mm-hmm. He's, it's like they figured it out the last minute. Oh, God, Negaduck isn't in any of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? Put him in. Put him in. Mm-hmm. Um, so here he is, Negaduck, uh, driving his Negacycle. <laughs> and um, what is, in, what is in the back seat of the Negacycle? Uh, was it the, 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 the dogs? Yeah, the Dobermans are back. Mm-hmm. And he uh, sends them into the warehouse to eat up all the teddy bears. Man, them teddy bears were flying all over the screen, man. <laughs> Negaduck squeezes one so tight the head explodes. Yep. So Negaduck has not lost his edge. Not, not one bit. <laughs> and um, so after this, he has plans to go after what? What, what is his next target? Uh, the bunnies. The cute little lost bunnies, which is a nice callback to his first episode. Negaduck. The, the, the original Negaduck, right? The original Negaduck. Yeah, the cute mm-hmm. lost bunnies who lost their way home. Yeah. Um, so it's a good reference to that. Um, so we switch to a Macabre Manor, which has now been turned into a restaurant. Yep, and DW is criticizing the decorations and stuff, man. Can can I? Okay, so I'm gonna not digress, but this is the one thing about the episode that I I I have a problem with. Who are you supposed to sympathize with on this one, Darkwing or Morgana? I think Morgana. But as we're gonna see, I kind of, I kind of see Darkwing's point. Because in this episode, we have like a master list of crazy, disgusting food. And I, and I can't blame Darkwing for being grossed out. Like mm-hmm. she, she's opening a restaurant called a Shadow Chateau. Mm-hmm. And everything on the menu is disgusting. It's all cooked by Aunt Nasty. Just, I'm gonna, when we get to them, I'm going to name all the stuff she's cooking here. And Darkwing has a problem with the food, the decor, and he's afraid her he's afraid that she'll be upset by any negative critiques. And he, he claims to be trying to do things to spare her feelings. 
So I get it, but then I feel bad for her. So I'm not quite sure whose side I'm on here. I'm more on Morgana's side, I, I guess because I lived overseas and yeah. I, being in the military, I've been overseas to different countries, Iraq, Kuwait, Egypt, Ireland, different Germany, food. different food. So I'm kind of a don't knock it until you try it. But then I, I'll give you, I'm going to give you a small 10%, Mike, because there are certain things I'm not, I'm not crossing that line. Well, <laughs> would you eat fricasseed toad? No. Lizard gizzard? Fried slugs knuckles? How about Adam's apple pie? <laughs> These and marinated slime worms. These are all the things Globby brings in, and mm -hmm. Morgana shoves down Darkwing's throat. <laughs> oh, she shoves him. <laughs> and like Darkwing spends most of this episode about to vomit, mm -hmm. like literally, his cheeks are bulging out. He's running off to throw up. Um, so I kind of feel bad for him because this stuff is disgusting, mm -hmm. but nobody else seems to have a problem with it. Yeah, but then Goslin, she kind of snitches on Darkwing. She mentions it out loud about the lost cute bunnies, man. Yeah, because Darkwing wanted to kind of negate the spooky atmosphere by calling the lost bunnies mm -hmm. to show up on opening day. He hasn't told Morgana yet. He wants to keep it a secret. But then Goslin gets a phone call from the lost bunnies agent and says it out loud. Yeah, boy, Morgana is heated, Mike. She is heated. Uh I always thought she dropped her serving tray, but she actually snaps it in half. That's how angry she is. Because mm -hmm. you see it in two pieces on the ground. So she is furious. Oh, she goes off, man. <laughs> she, she lets him off. have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And she says, you know, you're ashamed of me. Why haven't I met any of your friends? Yeah, and LP kind of ruins it for him, man. <laughs> how about Herb and Binky? <laughs> and that's when Darkwing grabs onto his uh, scarf and says, you exist to torment me, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Poor DW. So um, he invites Morgana to go meet Herb and Binky. But he has a plan, though. Yes, well, he does absolutely have a plan. So we have this whole long sequence it in is Herb and Binky's too. backyard. It I is think it's hilarious. my favorite part of the episode. Oh, by far. Well, it's the funniest part. To me, it is hilarious, man. The only thing that brings it down is where is Honker? Yeah. Why isn't he here? I guess they try to make it like a couple's thing, but Goss is still there, though. Yeah, so at first, Herb is a little freaked out. When he can squeak, oh yes, he can squeak her in this one, too. And as Archie. Is, as is Archie, all played mm -hmm. by Frank Welker, of course. Mm -hmm. When he can squeak fly out of Morgana's hair, Herb makes this face and holds it for the next several seconds. His eyes are all big. He's sitting there like he couldn't, he can't believe it. Yeah, that's what and I was Dark saying. Herb made some great facial expressions on this one. Drake is like, <laughs> and it's Drake. It's not Darkwing. Mm -hmm. So that means Morgana knows who he is. Mm -hmm. um, so Darkwing, Drake says, I can explain the bats. And Herb is like, please don't. Um, so D Drake's plan is to bring in real food and yeah. substitute it for Morgana's food. Because Morgana and Binky are in the kitchen making ogre burgers, wolfsbane sausages, dragon chips, bat's claw coleslaw, pickled tadpoles, and they're putting, <laughs> they're putting grasshoppers in the cookie dough. And Binky's okay with this. Yeah, she's okay. And Herb's out back with Aunt Nasty getting the barbecue going. Mm-hmm. And there's a running gag now where Drake keeps getting injured 
Oh man, he, it's hilarious. Mike. And he has to <laughs> run miles and miles away to scream. I'm pretty sure this is a riff on an old, on several old Tex Avery cartoons where a character has to be quiet but keeps getting injured and runs over the hills to scream and the then hills, comes the back. <laughs> yeah, so this is what I think they're doing here. Although I have to question the background art. It's like the Muddlefoots live in a valley somewhere. It, I get it, but it, it's it's funny for cartoons. I think it's for the joke because yeah. every background, there were just hills and valleys. Yeah, and when you he runs, you don't see him. You just see the smoke, you know? And you don't <laughs> see any other houses. Yeah. You don't even, so you don't even know that Herb and Binky are his neighbors. They, they, they might live in the middle of nowhere for, for all I know. Um, and then Globby shows up. You know how I like Globby. Drinking Goulade. Goulade. Um, <laughs> is that a Kool-Aid? Herb, Herb wonders what flavor red is. Mm-hmm. And finally, Morgana catches Drake throwing the food away. And she is, her heart is broken. She feels terrible. Yeah. She doesn't get mad, but she's hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some good voice acting here. Like Drake is ashamed of himself and he's very apologetic. Yeah, he confesses that he he just didn't want to hurt her feelings, you know. He says that, but then later he still completely goes back on it. Mm-hmm. But um, Herb is so happy he gives Morgana his apron, and Morgana gets a big standing ovation from everybody there. Um, so everybody approves of Morgana. The Muddlefoots do at least. Yeah, everybody liked the food, and Morgana thinks this is a sign that Drake really does love her. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. You know, that I like the scene. It was sad to see it end. Yeah. So seven and a half minutes after we first see Negaduck, he finally comes back uh, reading about the opening of the Shadow Chateau in the newspaper and finding out the bunnies are going to be there. Mm-hmm. So they're his target. So he's going to go after the bunnies. So what happens next? Well, we got the, the food critic, uh, Mr. Mikey, right? Yes, Mr. Mikey. So we have Charlie Adler coming back in this episode. We saw a bit of him early in the series. Mm-hmm. He was Trench Rot. He was Andy Ape from Film Flam. So here he is as Mr. Mikey. You know it's him. You know what Charlie Adler's voice sounds like. Yep. Um, the same voice he used for Ed Bighead on Rockless Modern Life. That's the same voice he's using here. But the, you see um, Mr. Mikey come in. They're like, oh, no, it's Mr. Mikey. He hates every everything. Yes. I don't know if you get the reference for this. Remember the Kix commercials? Or was it Cheerios? Where they're like, we don't want to eat this. Give it to Mikey. He likes everything. And they give it to a little kid who eats the cereal and he likes it. I think it was Kix. It was Kix? I this think is so. a re- This is a riff on that. It's Mr. Mikey, but he hates everything. Mm-hmm. And Darkwing tries to bribe him. Yeah, he flashes a lot of money at him. He's like that psycho in a mask is trying to bribe me. Mm-hmm. And um, but he likes the food, he does yep. like it until the bunnies show up because yeah. Darkwing forgot to cancel the bunnies and the look on Morgana's face. <laughs> oh, she is pissed. Well, oh, yeah. And one of the bunnies, the yellow one, is voiced by Charlie Adler again. And, and you know what voice that is. It sounds like a very high buster bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the voice Charlie Adler would, would use for cow from Cow and Chicken. Okay. That really high like voice. So I don't know who the other two bunnies are. One could be Welker. I don't know. Whatever. And the bunnies show up and Negaduck sees them through the window. Yeah. So Negaduck finally starts to make his move. What does yeah. Negaduck do? Well, he's excited. He gets to kill both the bunnies and DW. Yes. Yeah, so he goes into the kitchen 
as a health inspector wearing a you know dog face mask mm-hmm. and drops his attack squid into the ghoul goulash. Yep. And um, what happens then? Uh, the goulash ruins everything and uh, the critic uh, destroys the review and uh, basically the whole restaurant just like disarrays, like everybody's out, you know, and Morgana's yep. upset again. And the attack squid grabs the bunnies and runs off. Yep. And then uh, Darkwing and LP, they go outside and uh, Darkwing finds a clue. He finds the mask and thinks someone's trying to like take over the world leaders. He jumps to conclusion completely. So him and Launchpad split up to go to two different makeup studios. Now, what is this called when Launchpad leaves like this, Mike? They're putting a pumpkin on Launchpad's head. Yeah. Thank you, Jim Peterson, for telling us that. Yep. (laughs) They're getting Launchpad out of the story. Yep. So they uh, called he, they called it uh, getting pumpkin. What episode was that on? Beauty and the Beat. Beauty and the Beat. Okay. So they're getting rid of Launchpad. He does not come back till the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. He goes to check out 20th Century Duck Studios, 20th Century Fox, which is no longer called that anymore. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> um, and launch and Darkwing goes to the cute as a button studio. So they split up, and they leave. Mm-hmm. But Morgana and Goslin figure this out. Yeah, she knows she's been sabotaged. By who? Uh, Duck. Because who would go after bunnies? <laughs> He's the only one, huh? So she tells Goslin to stay put, stay there and help clean, and she'll take care of things. Mm-hmm. Do you think Goslin's going to stay there? No, of course not. No, of course she's not going to stay there. I did notice something. There's an establishing background painting of this studio. Parked right outside is Benny the Cab from Roger Rabbit. Really? Yes. I did not. I, I remember that in that one episode. Um, Star is scorned. Yeah, Star is scorned, but I, I didn't catch it this time. They might have used that background from that episode as reference. Okay. Got to be why he came back. So what is Negaduck trying to do? He He's turning the, the bunnies into um, lean meat. No, no. He called them something else. Uh, metal skull metal, bunny warriors. Metal. Yeah. Metalloid skull bunny warriors. <laughs> they're all, they're all dressed out of like Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And he wants them to act tough, and they can't do that. Yeah, one of them hugs him. <laughs> I love this bit where Negaduck like regains his composure, leans over them really sweetly, adjusts one of their ears, taps them on the head, and then yells at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's like he's like playing good cop, bad cop with them. Yeah. And it's it's great. Negaduck is always awesome. No matter mm-hmm. what episode he's in, he's always great. Yeah. So then Morgana comes in. She zaps him. Yeah, she zaps him, throws the door closed, and then Darkwing opens it back up again and crushes her against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) A little Morgana abuse in this one. Now, I got to ask you, Mike, this next scene, was there an animation error here with the the dogs? Yeah, it's so weird. Negaduck opens a crate. Mm -hmm. And the way the crate is drawn and painted, you can see inside of it. Yeah. Like, there's no shadows. But then you see the Doberman's eyes, just their eyes. And then they fully pop up. <laughs> and their bodies fade in. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think the intent was for the crate to be dark. And they fade in as like they're coming out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. But it looks like his Dobermans are invisible. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. That had to be an animation error. Had to, absolutely had to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Hanhu does a good job. Mm-hmm. There's no animation errors. And this is a weird, a weird choice. Um, but he sicks the Dobermans at them and then does one last classic Negaduck death trap. <laughs> What's that? 
He ties them both to the ground mm-hmm. and has this big vehicle with this giant circular saw and a huge like syringe on top or something. Yeah. And they're gonna it's gonna flatten them into pancakes. Although it looks more like it's gonna chop them apart. Looks pretty brutal. Tell me if you think I'm a little, going a little too far on this scene. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of Dark Warrior, but Negaduck version. A little bit. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And like all classic villains, he does not stay to watch them get pulverized. Of he has to go not. back to the bunnies because that's apparently more important than killing his arch enemy. Yeah. <laughs> so Negaduck leaves mm-hmm. and Darkwing's like, this is all my fault. And then he turns to Morgana and is like, aren't you going to argue with me? Say, oh no, it's not your fault, DW, that sort of thing. And Morgana's <laughs> like, no, this is all your fault. Um, which is it's great. Yeah. Who saves the day? Eek, Squeak, and Goslin. Yep, and she's got Archie on her shoulder too. So he's there. Um, yeah, so they stop the machine and Goslin's like, you know, here I am, of course, to get you guys out of this. Um, you, knew, you knew she was going to save the day. Yeah. Okay, so here comes our final fight. We get a Darkwing entrance. This is, we have one more after this. This isn't our last one. We have one more to go. Oh, wow. He says, I am the editor who cuts your scene. And he's got Morgana in his arms. He swings <laughs> over and then he, he lands his whole degree and he goes, oh, and this is Morgana, but of course you've met her before. And then realizes, <laughs> no, this isn't the time for introductions. And he drops her on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, our, so this fight happens. What happens during this fight? Well, he pulls out the gas gun, but as soon as he pulls it out, the bunnies attack Darkweed. Yeah, because he shouldn't have guns. Mm-hmm. No, no, of course not. He hasn't used that thing much this season. No, probably not at for all. that. Probably for that reason. Um, but he has Morgana zap. Try to zap the doll. Try to zap him into something, but she zaps him into a bunny. <laughs> and. Uh, and she's, she's got her spell book open, trying to figure out a counter spell. And then the Dobermans are coming after Darkwing. He's like, big, big, mean, danger, nasty. And she's like, big, mean, danger, nasty. And so she zaps the dogs into what? Earthworms. And Negaduck runs away. He just disappears. Yeah, but he didn't run away in fear, though. No, he comes back in his Negger blaster. Mm-hmm. Can't really describe it, like a big robot or something like that. Um, Morgana tries to zap him. He reflects this spell and she turns herself into a slug. Yeah. Lots of slugs in Darkwing Duck, huh? <laughs> um, and Negaduck's like, I hope you can love her for her mind. <laughs> and that look on Darkwing's face where he looks over her, at her and like, I don't know if I can. Yeah. That, that look on his face. Um, so how does it end? How is Negaduck defeated? Uh, Darkwing, uh, Unscrews all the bolts and stuff on uh, the Nega Blaster. And that's it. Yep. Negaduck's defeated. Not much of a defeat for him, but, you know. Yep. And then and, LP shows up. And then Neg- <laughs> Yeah, like Launchpad shows up. And he's like, well, I got Clint Beakwood's autograph. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I missed the fight again. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> they totally lampshade it. Like, they know right there. Like, they yep. Launchpad had to go. He's yep. gone. Yeah, then we get the restaurant again. Oh, and by the way, most of the rest shots in the restaurant, Herb and Binky are there. They're there throughout it. the episode. They're oh, always there. And the end, they're actually sitting at the table with Morgana and Gosling and Launch. They're like part of the group. But they don't say nothing. Which makes it even weirder that Honker isn't there. Yeah. Anyway, um, so how do we end? What's our last gag, joke, whatever it is? Darkwing is served with an apple. Yeah, like a roast pig. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you can't beat him, join, join him. him. <laughs>
and that's it. Yep. Done, done, done. And that's that's the end of the, the last Purdue Starkling Duck episode, Malice's <laughs> Restaurant. All right. Do you want to get into our goodbyes or do you want to get into our scores or kind of let's, mix it all in? Let's rate this thing first. Okay. And then say goodbye to these characters. Okay. Okay. So you rate first. I rated first last time. Okay. Malice's Restaurant. Um, I think it's a under the radar episode. It's, oh, yeah. People don't talk about it. Um, I don't have it as a tier one or anything like that but but it's a good episode when you're binge watching or you kind of like i don't know which episode to watch right now after you knocked out all your favorites it's a good one to go to it's hilarious it's really funny especially the scene uh with the barbecue with uh herb and binky um herb is hilarious binky's even hilarious on the scene of course drake is the show of it when he runs off you know with the gag yeah i love um Uh, you know, I love Morgana. Negaduck is awesome. I just don't like how he's defeated, though. I really don't like that part. Um, this isn't one of Negaduck's best episodes. It's not. But having all these characters and, you know, if you're watching them by air date order, it's a sad thing because, you know, what's happening. These There's a lot of farewells on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't give it a bad score. I can't give it a tier one score. My, I'm going to go... Yeah. Three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. That, that yeah, you know what? That's my score too. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a decent final episode. Like it's nothing, nothing like climactic. There's nothing big about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, to, to bring back Morgana and the Muddlefoots and Negaduck for this episode, it feels like they're saying goodbye. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know this was the last episode but maybe they had a feeling it was mm-hmm. um, either way. It's definitely, it feels, it feels like a big goodbye to these guys. Um, I like this one. As far as the Morgana episode goes, I think this is my favorite one of the three of them. I know you like hot spells more, Yes, but this one feels more like classic Morgana because you have um, Archie Eakin squeak mm-hmm. and she's not in the shadow of her father either. So it's like, this is this is definitely more, to me, a definitive Morgana show. Not really Negaduck. This isn't one of his better episodes, but like Megavolt, the episode's better because he's in it. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I don't think it's uh, the best as far as Morgana's character is. Uh, I definitely feel Hot Spells is a better episode, but I always felt Hot Spell was a Goslin episode anyway. It is, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a Morgana episode. Yeah. Like, Negaduck doesn't even steal the show. He can't. No, he isn't no. in it enough. He doesn't get enough screen time to mm-hmm. take it away from Morgana. Like it's really this show presents Morgana's final move into like being a legit like business person, mm-hmm. like not evil. Like now she's opening a business again. It's you know on the right side of the law. Like she's actually doing something to prove she's a good person. And I feel like it's it totally is it completes her arc now. You know, mm-hmm. she's grown. The person who still has to grow is Darkwing. Yeah. You know, and he does too in this one as well. Did you so, score it? Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. And the animation's good too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the better hand hose. It's not my favorite from season two. I would say no. Sterminator, Frequency Fiends, and Clash Reunion are first, then this one. This is a good one for season two. It's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So it's mm-hmm. nice this the, the season is ending on a high note. Mm-hmm. We have one more. But this one's still great. Yes. So should we say goodbye to all these people? Yeah, we got to say goodbye now, Mike. Yeah. So let's start with Morgana, I guess. 
But we kind of said goodbye to Morgana with Tip, but we could yeah. we can knock it out real quick. We can. She's she's great. I'm glad she got so many episodes this season. Mm-hmm. And um, clearly, they they loved using her. And she's just she's fun. I wouldn't want to see too much of her, because I think she disrupts the dynamic a bit. Because look, you had to get rid of Launchpad really at the end of this one. But she's I like her not as much as you do, but I like Morgana a lot. And it's you know I'm I like glad her. They got to, yeah. I was just going to say, I like her because pretty much like 90% of the episodes she's in, the whole theme changes. It's not your normal St. Canard type episode. You got no. bats and, you know, ghouls and goblins and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, so she, she was a great addition. Kat Susie's mm-hmm. great with the voice. And um, yeah, I mean, there isn't too much to say because at least she got a whole bunch of episodes this season. So yeah. they were able to flesh her out, bring in her family. I feel like we know her well enough that it's okay to say goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. I wish we got more Negaduck this season, though. Yeah. Like, it feels weird that he was in so many leading up to the end of the Disney Afternoon episodes, and then he was gone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only reason why he's in this one is that they realize that, wow, we forgot all about him. You know, and this isn't one of his better ones. It's he's not still... one of his better ones, but he works. He works. But he's still it. good. Yeah. I can't think of many. I, I, maybe. Darkwing Doubloon is worse. Like there are so many good Negaduck yeah. episodes, though. Like this is not top tier Negaduck, but mm-hmm. it's it's always good to see him. Yeah, I agree. And um, you know, we both gave him a five, right? Yeah. So we can't possibly re-rate him any higher. Mm-hmm. Morgana was a five for you, wasn't she? Yes. She was a little bit lower for me, but I'll keep her where I put her. I don't remember the exact exact rating, but I'll keep her where she was. And this is the end of the Muddlefoots. Yeah. They're I'm done good. too. Yeah, Herbin Binky. Um, Herbin was always a good, I think, a good antagonist for, for Drake throughout the series. You know, Herbin's hilarious. Yeah, you know, being the next door neighbor. But then he also had a good attribute because he loved Darkwing. He worshipped Darkwing. And he's a great, he's a great barbecue chef, man. You and know? a few <laughs> times he got to actually help Darkwing. He did a pretty good job, too. Yeah, definitely. Like in Merchant of Menace, like this guy was on fire. Mm-hmm. Like there's more to him than you'd think. Yeah. He even references Quackerware in this one. He says, I'm going to tell everybody my Quackerware route about the restaurant. Um, so he's, I would have loved to have seen more of him. Yeah. Like I think, I, Binky, not as much, but she's great, too. Binky's not as much, but she had two episodes where I, I, I feel she shined. Of course, inside Binky's brain. Yeah. And um, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode top of the head where they were um, doing the exercising thing. You sweat your life. You sweat your life. And that um, was the other big model, uh, Herb episode too. Yeah. So those are the two episodes I always felt Binky really shine. So, you know, uh, Binky never really, uh, there was another one, um, Comic Book Capers. She had a moment in there, right? Yeah, she did have a moment in that one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Comic she- Book Capers. They are the kind of characters that you wouldn't want to see every episode, but when they do show up, mm-hmm. you'll love every second they're on screen. Yeah. Now, I know you didn't mention them as a farewell, but since I'm a Morgana fan, I got to mention them real quick, Mike. Eek, Squeak, and Archie. Oh, no, it, I love them. It, it was so great they got to come back. Yeah, and, and uh, Archie was uh, very helpful, man, with the spider webs, you know? Yeah, we didn't mention um, during the, the climactic fight, mm-hmm. Goslin's floating around, um, Eek and Squeak are carrying her around, and she's using Archie to, like, lasso up the attack <laughs> squid. Um, yeah. So she's trying to help. You know, it's it's cool to see those guys too. 
Yeah, we do definitely. like a moment where Archie's like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, you know what Archie Walker. does. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't forget that one of the bats has a tongue sticking out. So it's like, mm-hmm. I know it's a new writer, but he remembered and he must have known the characters well enough. Yeah. That they actually get to be in it. So right. this one's packed with characters too. Even the reference to those bunnies again. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. So this is a good one. Like for the last produced episode, they went out pretty well. I have no complaints. Yeah. All right. So Mike, what episode we got next, man? Last one. And um, I don't know how I feel about this one. I'd have to rewatch it first. I haven't in a while. Yeah, I haven't um, watched it in a while either. Yeah, it's <laughs> Extinct Possibility, the last one to air. Um, one more time travel episode. Um, written by Dev Ross and Tad Stones. Okay. So um, I'll have to rewatch it with an open mind because I remember not liking it very much. Okay. It's the episode I have seen the least. I've noticed on the season two, we both have been like, I don't remember this episode here and that we keep popping, we keep saying that. I, I couldn't recap the plot if you asked me to. I'd have to watch it. Okay. There's All some right. new voice actors in this one we haven't talked about. Um, okay. So it should be a good discussion. Um, extinct possibility. All right. Let's go for it. Last episode. All right. And Mike, for the people listening to us for the first time, where can they find us at, man? We are everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or you can watch us on YouTube where you can see our faces if you choose to. And um, Mike, there's a new one. I don't know if you saw me post it. There's- we're on Facebook too. I didn't yeah. know Facebook had uh, podcasts. I didn't either. Uh, I, I'm in this uh, Facebook podcast group and somebody was like, uh, posted a screenshot like, hey, my podcast is now on Facebook. And he posted it and he was like, and he gave you steps on how to get it on there. And I was like, holy crap. And then I everybody didn't know else Facebook could do that. I didn't either. And all the comments were on there and stuff. People were like, oh, smoke. And then I was like, let me try it. And then I was like, let me post a screenshot. <laughs> we're nice. on Facebook now. Yeah. Well, we are everywhere. See, we're almost done and we're still showing up places. Mm-hmm. We're not really almost done. We have more stuff to do after the episodes. We we have a plan, but yeah. Okay. So, so do, um, do you have shout outs? I only have one, man. Um, I'm spoiling, but I'm not spoiling. Shout out to Duck Talks. They reached out to me and they got something cooking. That's all I'm going to say. You told me <laughs> about this and I won't spoil it either, but it'd yep. be cool if um, what's cooking <laughs> actually gets done. Yep, they got something cooking and uh, I'm honored that they reached out to us. Definitely honored. Appreciate it. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys were awesome. We should do something else with you guys again mm-hmm. soon. Yep, so that's my shout out right now. Awesome. <laughs> hey guys. Yep. So that's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. So until next week, Mike, uh, we uh, we got one more. Yep. One more. I and know. then uh, Mike has an idea of something he wants to do right when we are done. And then um, we got other stuff we're going to do. So the podcast is not completely dead. But uh, for the 91 episodes, we just got one left. That's it. And listeners, I'm sure there's a bunch of episodes you might not have listened to. You probably have content you can go back and re-listen. You know, mm-hmm. it's 91 episodes. I bet you guys haven't listened to every single one. Yeah. Um, so that's it. We will see it. you guys next time. All right. You know, y'all uh, remember to stay dangerous and have a good one. Have a good one. <laughs>